What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 127. And we're actually talking about a game I played just for the first time about a month or so ago. I really, really liked it. And I decided to give it its hour in the sun here on the podcast. We are going with Aladdin. For the SNES, and I know the Genesis version is better, apparently, we'll get into all that, I promise, it comes up many, many times. Uh, This game actually won our Let's Play poll over on Patreon last month, so I did a full playthrough of it for my Let's Play series, Adam Sucks at Video Games, you can find those over uh, at youtube.com slash rememberthegame. So if you want to see what this game is all about after the podcast, check out the videos over there. And uh, longtime guest friend and former... Remember the game Hall of Famer, Mark Tholomew McHugh makes his dramatic return to the podcast this week. And we had a nice little chat talking about Aladdin's adventures in the mid-90s. And if you like me, Mark, the Super Nintendo, Aladdin, or Profanity, I think you're in for a treat this week. I think you're going to enjoy this. And speaking of treats, it's time for the Remember the Game Industries infamous intro, you guys. Never forget... As always, there are timestamps in the description box of this podcast telling you when to skip to. If you're just here for Aladdin talk or play one, remake one, erase one, or whatever, you can skip ahead, skip behind. It takes less time to check that description box than it does to type out a review telling me to go fuck myself because the intro is too long. So please just go do that instead. Uh, And no matter how you listen, whether you skip the intro, you listen to the whole thing, whatever, thank you so much for doing so. And if you like the show... You'll probably, at least possibly, maybe, like my gaming news show, Game Patch, as well. It's my weekly modern gaming news podcast, where I do what I do here, and I swear, and I struggle to form complete sentences, uh, but I do it while I'm talking PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch instead, so you can find it over there. And uh, quickly on that note, several of you have reached out to me asking what I think about Nintendo and the recent shit going on with them and their community with Smash Brothers and Splatoon and the Joy-Con skins. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look it up. I'm actually going to go over all of it and share my opinions about it on Game Patch this week. And quick note to our Patreon subscribers, Game Patch will be up Friday afternoon this week instead of Friday morning, so I have time to break down everything that broke at the Game Awards. So I'll be adding all that, recording Friday morning, and then uploading it right away. Uh, So you can find Game Patch wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, New episodes go live every single Monday morning or... Sign up for our Patreon and get it three days early. You'll get Game Patch every Friday instead of waiting until Monday. And four out of five dentists agree it's the single best way to start your weekend. And it's way more important than brushing your teeth. So it only costs two bucks a month. You get early access to Game Patch and you get a ton of other stuff, including access to our Patreon exclusive gaming show, uh, Expansion Pass. New episodes of that show go live every single Sunday. You'll instantly get access to every old episode of it as well. There's over 50 now. There's game reviews, ranking lists, discussions about historical gaming events, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Last week, I ranked my favorite RPGs of all time. This week, the topic is still up in the air. Our $5... Uh, our, our Patreons that sign up at our $5 tier get to pick one topic a month for Expansion Pass, and that poll is actually running right now. So I don't know what the topic will be, but it, it'll be something good. Uh, and then on December 20th, I'm going to be doing a Festivus episode where I do an airing of gaming, 
grievances and share some of your grievances and stuff like that as well. And then in addition to all the extra shows, you get to help pick the games we cover here on the podcast. You get to submit comments to be read on every one of our shows. You get access to our new Discord, which is really growing and becoming fun. We have a great community over there. And most importantly, goddammit, you can support me and support Remember the Game Industries. And almost, we're like too shy of 150 Patreons are doing that now, including our newest Patreon supporters, Raging Demon, Freddy Bovenkirk, Nathan Combs, Pat Duddy, and Mr. Satan. Thank you all so, so much, and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Uh, So sign up, two bucks, tons of podcasts, all that good stuff, patreon.com slash remember the game. Um, and on the note of our Patreons and picking the games that we're going to cover, uh, the Patreon poll for December just wrapped up and in a nail biter finish, like nail biter finish, uh, River City Ransom came out on top. It's crazy, dude. One vote separated the winner, which is River City Ransom, from the runner up, which is NBA Jam. And then actually one vote separated NBA Jam from the third place finisher, Act Razor. So River City Ransom is going to get an episode of the show in the coming weeks. I'm going to try to sneak in some NBA Jam and Act Razor well because they were close, but I got to find time to play them first. These are all games I've never played, but have to so I can review them. Uh, and then finally, as I always plug, I stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Look for Member the Game, not Remember. Member the game over on Twitch. Come by and say hi. It's a lot of fun. I spend just as much time chatting with everybody as I do actually playing the game. So, uh, and then don't forget, actually, next weekend, December 18th and 19th, will be my 24 hour Twitch stream to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton, teaming up with the folks over at Extra Life. So, come by and check that out as well. I'll have more information about that coming up on my social media uh, next week as we get closer to the date. And that's it. That's all my self promotion. That's enough blowing myself. Let's uh, let's blow into some cartridges, you guys. It is our open opening segment of the show i read a few comments and questions from our patreons usually gaming related but not always and we like to call this segment blowing in the cartridge and actually this one's going to be a little bit longer because i got a few comments i want to read and i got some longer answers to some of these so just fucking get comfy if you hate it look at the description box we've done all this okay we're going to kick it off with luca the first blow this week luca wrote in and said adam you should play 20xx it's a mega man inspired roguelike so Thank you for writing in, Luca. I get a ton of game suggestions between comments on Patreon, private messages, social media, on the Twitch streams. Just obviously I can't possibly play everything. I try to play as much as I can. Uh, but I never get tired of suggestions being thrown my way. It's a great way to discover new games. I know I like to throw suggestions out for you guys as well. So never hesitate to suggest a game to me. Uh, and if you have suggested a game and I haven't played it, please don't take it personally. I'd play everything if I could, okay? That said, uh, I have grown to quite enjoy roguelike games. And I'm just a little bit of a Mega Man fan, as some of you know. So I looked this game up after reading Luca's comment. And uh, yeah, wow. How the fuck did I miss this? It looks like it looks so much like Mega Man. Like, I don't understand how it's not illegal, quite frankly. It looks so much like Mega Man. I'm going to keep my good eye on this one. I've got an insane backlog. I don't want to buy any more games right now just to have them sit around because I don't have time to play them. But 20XX looks really fucking cool. So if you like Mega Man, look it up. It's 20XX. I'm not endorsing it because I haven't played it, but it looks really rad. So uh, just for the record, I have my December and my January for gaming pretty mapped out like uh, my my goal for december is i want to finish doom eternal and i want to play through ghost of tsushima 
by January so that when I do my Game of the Year episode of Expansion Pass, I can include them in my rankings. Uh, my games in January, the top priority games I want to play in January are to finally get around to playing God of War and Resident Evil 2 Remake, which were gifts from our listeners that I've been wanting to play forever and just haven't had time so that's january february might be when i jump into cyberpunk but i'm also really trying to mow down on retro games right now to get to play some new ones to talk about here on the show and for january's patreon poll i'm considering running an all rpg month and committing to just one big rpg that people have been asking for so i mean if we're locked down here and i can't go do comedy i'm home i might as well try to beat some video games so those are my goals lots to play we'll see if it all works out but i'm adding 20xx to the pile of stuff to keep my eye on because it actually looks really awesome hopefully it hits game pass or ps plus or something uh by the time i get around to playing it so thank you luca and keep the suggestions coming you guys please uh vincent l wrote into us on patreon and said, uh, I finished Uncharted 4, and I gotta say, it's like, it's really like Naughty Dog wrapped a nice little Christmas bow to include this wonder... Okay, so I'm gonna start this whole thing over, because I fucked up like four words already. This is, this is what I do. This is my job. <sighs> Vincent L. wrote in and said, I finished Uncharted 4, and I gotta say, it's really like Naughty Dog wrapped a nice little Christmas bow to conclude this wonderful gift that is the Uncharted series. All four, all four games are so good, they get the Vincent L. official chef kiss... Seal of approval. Trademark, I called it. Uh, I might play Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima next. Uh, yeah, Vincent fucking writes. The Uncharted games are awesome. Uh, mini spoiler for anyone listening right now, not about Uncharted, but about Remember the Game. We, I think we're going to expand the show to include the occasional PS3 and Xbox 360 game in the new year. It's something I've been thinking about doing for a while. And we may or may not be planning an episode about the original Uncharted game already. So just a heads up. I'm in talks to do that. Uh, I'll talk more about that after the holidays when we get to 2021. But Vincent, play Last of Us. 10,000%. I can't vouch for Ghost of Tsushima yet. Everyone says it's rad. But I can absolutely vouch for Last of Us. You'll fucking love it. And if you enjoyed Uncharted, I think you'd really like the new Tomb Raider games. I actually prefer them to the Uncharted series. And I love Uncharted. But the new Tomb Raider games are dope. So check them out. Naughty Dog is fucking awesome. Good call, Vincent. Uh, Wyman Brooks wrote into us and said, not really retro related, but I noticed over the past few weeks, Dark Souls keeps coming up on the many shows across the Remember the Game podcast network. I like that. That sounds classy. Uh, I can tell that you have no interest in playing this based on either past trauma or general frustration with some of the gameplay. You mentioned frustration with constantly repeating the run from a bonfire back to a boss battle or place where you keep dying. I just found the Dark Souls mentions to be very coincidental for me because I started playing this for the first time a couple months ago with no previous experience and I've been having a blast with it. I'm really into this story and lore and I've been lost in the world to the point where some of the pain and suffering with the difficulty doesn't even bother me. You can also really gauge your development or growth as a player with the way you keep rolling the ball up the hill and get a little further each time before the giant boulder crushes you into the ground on the way back down. Would love to see this on Twitch as a soul Sunday. I dare to dream. Wyman, first of all, great letter. Uh, but yeah, no, you are, that's a dream. Uh, no offense, but my streaming equipment is way too expensive for me to chance playing a souls game on it because I would fucking destroy everything in this room. I, oh, oh listen, a couple of you have reached out about the Souls games. Look, I I totally understand the appeal of these games. I wish I had the patience to get good at them because I like almost everything about them. I think they look cool. I like the controls. I like the concept. I like difficult games. You hit the nail right on the head with the pushing the boulder comparison up the hill. I, I just don't have the patience. I get so frustrated with games 
And I like difficult games that instantly respawn you and you can try again, like constantly just attempting to beat something like a Celeste or a Super Meat Boy. That's where difficulty and I get along great. But that slow pace of the Souls games would push every fucking button I have. Like I hit a point where I'm not even fun to be in the house with because I get so angry. So don't take my anti-Soul stance as me hating on your franchise. Take it as me respecting and being scared of your franchise i just i'm not good enough to play those games um but yeah fucking good that was a great comment well done uh dave mcgee wrote in and said i was listening to another podcast blasphemy dave no uh mcgee wrote in and said i was listening to another podcast about cyberpunk 2077 and they started complaining about how cd project red only gave them one review code and it got me thinking do companies owe it to any reviewer no matter how big or small they are anything let alone, or pardon me, pardon me, do companies owe anything to a reviewer, no matter how big or small they are, let alone review copies of a game? Personally, professional reviewers are starting to sound more and more entitled, and it makes it hard to know if the reviews are genuine or based on if they got a free copy or not. So uh, this, this, this comment came in from Dave right before I hit record, like 20 minutes before I hit record on the thing, and I wanted to touch on it because several members of the community replied to David's comment and uh, the conversation kind of shifted toward political agendas and game reviews and stuff like that. So just, I've only ever received a couple of free games. Okay. And I had to reach out to get them. So I'm, I'm not an authority. I'm a nobody quite frankly. Um, but no, I don't think game developers owe anybody a fucking thing. Frankly, I think there are people in games media that occasionally forget what a privilege it is to talk about video games for a living. You know, I consider myself on the cusp of that ecosystem because obviously I'm not employed by a big company. I have no connections. Uh, but I do make a portion of my yearly income off of this now. And after driving forklifts and working in warehouses and stuff for years, like this is heaven. I never take being able to talk about video games in exchange for money for granted. Like, I no. So I think whether it's a games website or a YouTuber or a streamer or whatever, I think they're absolutely welcome to point out that they didn't get a free copy of the game. For the sake of transparency, I would almost prefer that. But to whine about it or to complain that you didn't get multiple copies, no, I have no sympathy for you. And listen, I like I thought about this and I understand Cyberpunk 2077 is a huge game. And if you send more than one copy out to a company, you could have multiple people playing it at the same time, which would make it quicker and easier for them to experience everything, which could make for a better review. And it's your job to put out a quality review that will get clicks. I get that. And if you explained it that way, I would somewhat understand. But I think the better approach would just be to explain, hey, listen, we have one reviewer playing this game. We got one copy of the game. It's a hundred hour game. This is a review in progress, which is what some video sites have done. You know, like just come on and just be like, oh, they only sent us one copy. This is bullshit. Go oh, fuck off. Um, it's very tone deaf, like play to the room, as we say in comedy, play to the room, you know, read the crowd. And just quickly, I've also seen that there's some media uh, saying certain aspects of the game, certain aspects of the plot of Cyberpunk 2077 are offensive to them. I guess they touch on a lot of sexuality and stuff like that. Listen, you can be offended by anything you want. But when you get a review copy of a game, you get it for the purposes of reviewing the game. It's To me, it's like a contract. So review the game as a video game. Is it fun? Does it work? 
Be impartial as to what offends you or doesn't offend you. Do your job and give it a review. If you've got an issue with a certain subject in the game, a certain way a demographic is portrayed or whatever, I think you should totally talk about that. But write that as its own article. Don't take points off the score because something in the game offended you. Because to give a game a lesser score and potentially hurt its sales, because like let's be honest, most people just look at those game scores and reviews. They don't even read the review. I do that most of the time. Um, and then they see that you gave this game a 7 out of 10 when maybe the gameplay was a 9, 9.5 out of 10, but you didn't like the way that they dealt with this character or something so you gave it you penalized it someone that doesn't read the review and knows that's why i got penalized just thinks this game's a 7 out of 10 game and then they don't even bother maybe they just skip over it that's that's not like to me that's not fair to the game it's not fair to the developers that sent you the code the code when you get a free copy of a video game in exchange for a review to me that's a contract and your job is to be impartial and just give them a fucking impartial review. And then, like I said, write a second article. Go to town. Talk about it. Talk about what offends you and stuff like that. But don't push an agenda in your game review. That's that's my opinion. I just wanted to get that in there. So great comment, Dave. Uh, and then finally, before we move on to play one, remake one, erase one, it's letter time. It's letter time. And this week's letter comes in from my pal Joe, Joe Gillespie. And Joe wrote in and said, playing my way through some of the Zelda titles since we're staying home most of the time now. I just finished Link's Awakening Remastered on the Switch, and now I purchased the original Wind Waker on GameCube. I think Legend of Zelda could be a great show, and know there have been rumors of one for a while. Not sure where it stands, but it had me thinking about the IP. And my question is, what classic game deserves a big budget TV show on something like HBO, Netflix, or Amazon Prime? Hmm... It's a good question, Joe. I think we could do a whole podcast about this. Uh, <laughs> just talking on the Zelda show. Did you guys ever watch the old Zelda cartoon back in the day? I was always so crushed when it was Zelda and not the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I fucking hated the Zelda ones. Um, I like, yeah, like I don't think I'd be that keen on a Zelda show because, like, if Link didn't talk, I don't know how well the show would go, and if he did talk, people would complain. So, if we're not talking Zelda, then what classic game deserves a big budget TV show? Hmm. You know what? I feel like they could make a really good Final Fantasy show. And I know they did the movie and the movie suck. I get blah blah. I get it. I understand that. But like by all accounts, the Witcher series on Netflix was actually really good. I haven't watched it, but it's gotten great reviews. And why couldn't a Final Fantasy series work? Like have have character named Sid, have Chocobos, have Materia, all that kind of like the, the crystals, whatever. You could you could either do the Dungeons and Dragons, Witcher and you know, Wizard and, and that kind of warlock style, or you could do the steampunk style. Maybe even each season could be a different show just like how each final fantasy is a different game each season could be a different show with different setting different characters whatever uh i think it could actually be really good so that's i'm gonna go with that final, a good final fantasy series could be a lot of fun also bring back the donkey kong country computer animated show i don't remember if you guys i don't know if any of you ever watched that but it was, it was fucking butt ugly but it, i liked that fucking show uh good question joe thank you very much and enjoy wind waker man that game fucking owns uh thanks to everybody that wrote in that's enough blowing this week that was a long segment let's let's change it up and let's get into our smash hit segment play one remake one erase one Thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us 
with the theme music for the show. Uh, the rules are simple. You guys know it. Each week, I give you three retro video games. You can play one as it was released. You can remake one as a modern AAA game. And the third game is a race from time forever. And this week, I figured we'd stick with the Disney theme on account of talking Aladdin. So it's the old video game, uh, old Disney video game edition. And our contestants are Castle of Illusions, starring Mickey Mouse for the Genesis and Mega Drive. The Little Mermaid for the NES, and The Lion King. And I went Genesis version, but whatever. Uh, As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a correct one. I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. And thank you, as always, to everybody that played. As all, I can't get everyone in, but I got as many in as I can. Let's kick this thing off. And our first player this week is They Call Me Badger, who wrote it and said, This is kind of tough. I'm a huge Disney fan, so erasing something from that world is hard for me to do. I'd have to say play Castle of Illusion. There are better Mickey Mouse games on later systems, but this one still plays well. Remake The Lion King. I know this game gets a ton of flack for being so difficult, but the story's there. There are pieces of a fun game in there. And I know the the Monkey Maze level was a nightmare for some people, but that level's music was an absolute bop. Let's give this misunderstood creature a chance to become the beautiful girl that comes to a high school reunion like in the movies. And then erase The Little Mermaid. I was too busy playing TMNT to go and play a game that was mostly water levels. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Good start. Good start to the show this week, Badger. Sound logic all the way around. You tied your remake game into a cheesy high school teen drama, which I fucking love because I'm always going to be on board with that. And you stuck in a Ninja Turtles reference. So 9 out of 10. Fucking rights. Good start. I haven't played Mickey Mouse and Castle of Illusion or whatever, but apparently most of you have and you all like it because it's got a ton of... Man, people seem to really like this game. Miles from BringBackRetro.com wrote in and said, Three of my favorite games. Why must you make this so difficult? Play Castle of Illusion. It had so many great mechanics like turning the levels upside down and creating slides. So many memories. Remake The Little Mermaid. I don't think you'd have to change a lot since it's already an incredible game. Perhaps just up the graphics a tiny bit, but not make them current gen as that would ruin it. And then Erase the Lion King, however much I love this game, and I'm sure I'm not going to be the only person to say this, it was just too difficult. That damned ostrich dump and the double jump and the monkeys can go eat rhino shit. (laughs) Eat rhino shit. What other podcast is giving you top cheddar quality content like that, you guys? Uh, (laughs) Nice pull, Miles. I I haven't played a ton of Lion King. I did play it a little bit as a kid. I didn't get very far. But you guys are making it sound like Dark Souls. Like, it's really starting to intimidate me with all the difficulty talk um and a 16-bit little mermaid game would be fucking awesome by the way uh doug dorn wrote in and said i'd probably play lion king and then immediately regret my decision after i couldn't get anywhere which means i'd remake little mermaid but as an open world epic that instead focused on sebastian the crab and his origin and then i'm left with those or honestly i'm left with those choices because castle of illusion is the only one i've actually played and i did not like it one bit so it can bite the big one Wow, so apparently not everyone loves this Mickey game after all. Doug hates it. Uh, I gotta give props to the idea of an open-world Little Mermaid game. I never even thought of that. I just figured like a 16-bit version, but I don't usually enjoy swimming levels in games, but when your entire game focuses on it, it could actually be really fun. So that's a fucking good call, Doug. Plus, Sebastian owns, so well done. Uh, Mr. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Satan wrote in and said, burn them all. I never played them. Never liked Disney movie games. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Satan's first ever comment on the show. And he stays in character by saying, burn them all. <laughs> you're... <laughs> you're <laughs> 
And all I picture is Satan from South Park. Just like, burn them all. You're disqualified, Satan. Uh, you got to play by the rules. You can't just burn them all. But fuck that baby. I just, like, I picture Ralph Wiggum with the leprechaun on his shoulders just telling them to burn it all. It's good stuff, Satan. Well done. Welcome aboard. And speaking of disqualified, Slick Rick wrote in and said, play Echo the Dolphin, remake Mario's Missing, erase Virtual Bart. I'm sorry, I'm not playing by the rules. Play Lion King. It's a good game and hits you in the nostalgia spot for Disney games, but erase the other two. Neither of them is worth the effort of remaking. Instead, put that effort into remaking Mario is Missing. Rick, Rick, I would ban your ass for making a mockery of our rules if I didn't like your username of Slick Rick and your Metal Gear Solid playstyle so goddamn much. So... Ah, you're disqualified, Rick, but I, I like you, so you can stay. See? And apparently Mickey Mouse is a divisive game. I figured everybody loved it, but apparently it's very divisive. Uh, a couple more, and then I'll give you my my the, re- the right answer here. Uh, Robert Fuchsia wrote in and said, uh, I'd play Castle of Illusion because it's already been remade and I've never heard, I've never played it, but I hear great things. Uh, I've never played the little mermaid either. I don't know anything about it, but I'd remake it because I had erased the lion King. That game was so horrible. And like one of six Genesis games I owned, I never made it past the first level. This is a kid's movie. Why was the game so hard? It doesn't even deserve a remake. There was some Timon and Pumbaa game I had on PC. That was just some stupid mini games. And it was a thousand times better than this. Besides, if I'm playing a game as a lion nowadays, I want to fight other animals and do lion stuff, not platform. Man, what? Like is lion King that hard? Everyone is saying that. Everyone. Like, I I refuse to put that game on our Let's Play poll because I know it'll win because everyone will vote for it. But I'm almost tempted to just hop in blind and record a Let's Play of The Lion King eventually just to see what all the fuss is about. I... And I also agree with you. If it is that hard, how they made a child's game so hard, I'll never know. It's like this game, like Lion King is starting to give me Echo the Dolphin vibes here. I don't understand. Like, it can't be that bad, is it? I want to know. Everyone brings up the difficulty. Raging Demon wrote in and said, the first thing I thought when I saw the lineup was, hey, I should play Castle of Illusion. That was a great game. Uh, I'd remake Lion King because I do have fond memories of it, even though it was brutal. Kids now have no idea the chops it took to beat games back in the day. And then erase the Little Mermaid because I like the others more. Sorry, Little Mermaid. So (laughs) my favorite thing about your answer, dude, is that your name, your handle is Raging Demon, but you seem very polite and mellow. You're like subdued demon. I like that. Uh, solid arguments all the way around. That was your first time playing this game as well. You get an A minus. Well done, Demon. And I absolutely agree. Kids today do not know what we went through in the '90s, and they'll never be real gamers because of it. Except, well, no, I, no, I'll stand by that. I'll be the old man, fucking dying on my hill for that. Uh, and then Brian Ransom wrote in and said, I've been waiting for this day since watching you play Aladdin. I've never played any of these games, so I'm going to rank them off my per- my personal Disney movie preferences. Remake The Lion King, one of the greatest Disney movies and my all-time favorite. Tone down the difficulty a bit, though. Keep Castle of Illusion as it is. Erase Little Mermaid. I remember the levels in Kingdom Hearts, and that was enough for me. Now, excuse me while I go fire up Kingdom Hearts. So... So despite not playing any of these games, Brian actually came up with sound arguments. And I actually agree on a side note that The Lion King is unquestionably one of the greatest Disney movies of all time. I agree. It might actually be my favorite. I agree with that. Um, Also, I feel like Kingdom Hearts is going to be the one, like Kingdom Hearts is going to be this one franchise that I just go my entire gaming career without playing. Like from the outside, it's just too much. Games don't need 0.5 iterations. You know, like who who do you think you are? Kingdom Hearts. I don't think I'm ever going to play that series. Uh, but good answers. Uh, so here's the thing. For the first time in the history of play, remake, erase one, I think, 
nobody has the same answer that I did. I think this is the first time. We don't have the budget for a statistician here at Remember the Game, so we're counting on my brain. And last week, my brain thought Christian Bale and Christian Slater were the same person. Thanks to everyone that called me on that. So don't count on my brain. Uh, But I don't think anyone had the same order as me. My order is as follows. I would play The Little Mermaid. I don't think I've ever told this story on the show, but as a kid, uh, I rented The Little Mermaid for my NES, and I beat it the night I brought it home, my first playthrough, and I, I'd never done that before, and I actually really liked the way it felt, so like I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for The Little Mermaid, for making me feel like it's the first game I was ever, like, it's the first game that made me feel like I was actually good at video games. Plus, I love Sebastian, so goddamned if I'm erasing that. So play Little Mermaid, remake The Lion King. I've never played it, but everyone says it is so fucking hard. So remake it and just make it less hard or make it difficulty optional or something. Uh, Or make a new game. Like, dude, a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X version of The Lion King with a big open jungle to explore could be fucking incredible. So remake that. Erase Mickey, okay? And I don't know if I've ever said it on the show before. I don't care for Mickey Mouse. I don't like him. Pompous little rat. I don't like... I'm a Donald Duck guy, and I always feel like Mickey was holding Donald down. So, nah, fuck that. I don't care how good it is. I'd erase your game, you arrogant rodent. Fuck you, Mickey Mouse. Uh, And that's my answer. That's the right answer. Thanks to all of you that played. Sorry I can't read everybody's. I keep trying. Keep playing. I'll get you in here sooner or later, I promise. Uh, All right. What have I been playing? And then we'll talk some Aladdin. I've been playing a lot, actually, because we're locked down and I'm home 24 hours a day. Uh, I finished Bully. Uh, for the PlayStation 2. We're actually recording that podcast pretty soon. It's coming. Fucking loved it. Uh, I've been recording the Let's Play of Blaster Master on the NES, playing that for the first time. Really digging it too, man, so far. I think it's about to get a lot harder. Uh, so far, it hasn't been too bad, but it's pretty fucking awesome. I'm really enjoying it. I wish I'd owned it as a kid, frankly. Um, I'm playing, uh, playing Doom Eternal on my Xbox, and initially, I got a few hours in, and then I tweeted out that it wasn't doing it for me. Uh, but I stuck with it because so many people said I was wrong on Twitter and holy fuck were they right. It's it's very complicated for a Doom game. Like 2016's Doom, but more so. Tons of weapons. You need to figure out each demon's weakness or you're fucked. You need to conserve like gas for your chainsaw because you need to use your chainsaw on enemies to get more ammo because you're running out of ammo all the time and just uh, very difficult, but I can't stop playing it now. It's so fucking fun. Really digging Doom Eternal. And then I have Ghost of Tsushima waiting in the rafters. I played through the prologue, and then I decided to just stop. I'm going to finish Doom Eternal, then I'll jump into Ghost of Tsushima. But I can already see why it's so popular. It seems fucking awesome. I cannot wait to get into that game. And uh, and that's it. That's what I've been playing. That's my life. You're caught up. Long enough intro. Let's get into Aladdin talk. I like to give you some of you nerds a chance to share your thoughts before I get into mine. And uh, so I got a couple quick thoughts on Aladdin here. Charlie Medeiros wrote into us and said, uh, I loved this game as a kid. I never beat it, but I always had a good time trying. And dude, I, I never owned this game as a kid, Charlie, but I could see if you did why you would love it to this day. I can like I I would have played this game over and over and over as a child, especially during the phase where I was watching the movie all the time. Uh Keeg779988 wrote in and said, This game is tight. Aladdin is one of my top three Disney movies. The others being Hercules and Robin Hood. And I loved this game as a kid and as an adult. I only ever rented it, but watching your Let's Play brought back great memories of passing the controller back and forth with my little brother. That's good stuff, man. I have games too where I remember sharing the controller with my brother. And like I, uh, non-gamers don't get the ties you get to some of these games you grew up with. I totally understand where Keegs is coming from. That's I'm glad that that made you happy. I appreciate that. And then Gary C wrote in and said, "Ah, this was the cracking. This was a cracking game on the SNES. I like. I've never heard that phrase. 
This was a cracking game. I'm going to start saying that. Uh, My wife and I seldom play games together, but this was one we both had as kids, and I bought it again a few years back so we could play through it. It's easy to pick up, pretty tight controls, really great cartoony graphics, harks back to the 16-bit days with some awesome Disney titles. Uh, I also have the Mega Drive version of Aladdin, which is totally different but equally as cool. Good times. Gary, thank you for writing in. That damned Sega version comes up so much. It's going to come up a few times on this episode, so get ready for that. Uh, And it's time to go. Speaking of the episode, I've been rambling for half an hour. It's time to get into it. Let's cue up some music. And in just a minute, Mark McHugh and I are going to take you all on a magic carpet ride around Aladdin land. Aladdin land, wherever, I don't know where the fuck this movie happens, the desert, whatever the fuck, wherever Aladdin happens. We're going to get into it right now. This game originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo on November 21st, 1993. Let's talk Aladdin. Here we go. Okay, so joining me via the telephone this week is uh, one of the iconic members of the Remember the Game Industries community, although he's not iconic enough to get into the Hall of Fame. So he's minusly <laughs> iconic. And uh, it's actually been a while since we did one of these. It's my good buddy, Mr. Mark McHugh. And for the record, you guys, if you can hear a slight echo of my voice, I don't know. I think we have it fixed, but if you can hear a slight echo of my voice, you guys all know what you've come to expect on this show. Subpar audio quality but a slightly above average conversation. So with all that said, my guest this week is my pal, Mark McHugh. How's it going, buddy? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been too long since you were on the show. It's fucking weird. I feel like your brother's kind of stolen some of your thunder. He's on the show more than you these days. A little bit, and we're gonna, we're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to fix that. Yeah, we're gonna have to squash him. We'll ban him. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. <laughs> And, I, I was. I assumed it was because I brought Mario's missing to the table. Well, that is, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I haven't forgiven you for fucking bringing up Mario's. <laughs> like you're still on my shit list. But, uh, but no, man. It's uh, so today we're talking uh, Disney's Aladdin. Now, listen, listen, everybody, everybody. I know I'm going to get the comments. I know I'm going to get the messages. You should play the Genesis version. The Genesis version is better. Mark literally said to me as we were talking about doing this episode, he prefer. You said you prefer the Genesis version, correct? I do prefer the. I I'd actually never played the SNES version until uh, until last week. Okay, so uh, for the record, everybody, I fully know that the SNES ver- or the, the Genesis version is better. We are going to cover the Genesis version down the road. I have not played the Genesis version before. What I have played is the SNES version, as has Mark. Uh, and I got to tell you, dude, I <laughs> I actually. I don't. I'm glad I didn't pay fucking eighty dollars to buy this game or anything. But I actually. Oh God! Right. But I for like the two hours it fucking took to beat, I actually thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot. Uh, the one thing that pops out about this game instantly to me is how little of the music they were allowed to use. Yeah. Right. Like, cause I actually really I fucking. One of my favorite things about because like we all know that a lot of licensed IP retro video games suck. Like, you can go down the list of the fucking movies and stuff that have made bad video games. But one of my favorite things about playing movie video games or TV show video games on, like, the NES, Genesis, SNES is the, like, the... I can't think of what the term is. Like, the digitalized versions of the music. Like, the way they try to make the music. And you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm... 
8-bit version of the music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there are a couple of songs in this game, like the I Can Show You the World or whatever, that I'm like, oh, that's actually very nice. That sounds really cool. And Friend Like Me is pretty good, but then the rest of it, like, they very clearly were, like, for whatever reason, they didn't use the song that was in that scene or, like, the music is different. Like, it feels like they didn't have the rights to a lot of the songs except for, like, maybe two or three. Yeah, yeah. Like, it... I don't know. Like, it almost maybe. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Yeah, like, is it rights to music? It, it almost feels like it's... It was kind of, like, rushed out. Do you know what I mean? Like, which I which I know does happen to a lot of movie video games where they're like, hey, we need to get this oh, out. Oh, 100% sure this game was rushed out. Right. Uh, it's, still, it's still a good game. It's still... I still had fun playing it. But I still have to say I think I like the Sega version better. But I was like, I'm actually really surprised by like how similar of a take both companies working on Aladdin games kind of took. Right. Like, like they're both very like kind of standard platformers, but they're still a lot of fun. But the collectibles are kind of the same. And like the stages are kind of the same. Like there's, with the exception of for some reason, the SNES version has a level where you go into a pyramid that never happened that has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. Right, okay, so I wanted to ask you that, because, like, dude, I don't know about you, but I have not seen the movie uh, Aladdin uh, fuck me in 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 25 years. Like, it's like since... I watch it, at, I, I probably watch it once a year. Oh, okay. I, I love that movie. Okay, so then you know the subject matter then. Because, um, yeah, I'm playing through this, and I was like, so we'll get into the levels. There's not very many levels to fucking break down. But like the level where he's in the genie's lamp, I was like, he never got sucked into the genie. Did he? He never gets sucked into no, the genie's lamp. No, and here's the weird thing. There's also a level in the Genesis version where he gets sucked into the genie's lamp. What when the fuck? it doesn't happen in the movie. Right. And like if it does, like if you really wanted to make... Because I get like... I think part of the challenge to making a video game about a movie is that you're like, okay... So you sit down, you watch this movie, and say the movie's like 90 minutes long or whatever, and you're like, okay, how the fuck do we make a five to whatever amount of hours long video game about that? Because like clearly you need to stretch out some scenes, and some of them make complete sense. Like when he's running through like a market and he's trying to get away from thieves or he's fighting back. Like- yeah, which again is in both, uh, both the Genesis and the SNES version. They're both like, all right, we see the scene where he's running through and fucking up with all the guards. That's a level. Sure. Perfect. And that makes complete sense. I'm like, that That should be a level. But then it was like, they were like, okay, well, we got to fill in some space. What if he goes into the lamp? And I'm like, all right, I can live with your creative license that you're making this weird. But first of all, and we'll get into this, but that's the worst level in the game. I hate that fucking level. And second of all, it was like, well, why didn't let, like, let us play as the genie then? Like, if it's got to be someone that's in the lamp, then why can't you make a level where you're the genie in the lamp? Like, why couldn't they, like, I don't understand why they maybe didn't make it into like a, like a... Um, uh, like a shoot 'em up level or something where you like control the genie flying through his lamp, shooting at stuff or something. Because instead, I don't it's like think they had the time to like make another like playable sprite. Uh, maybe I think that might be what it is. Because but you never even see him like in his Prince Ali outfit in this in either of the games. Right. But it's like he fucking Aladdin gets sucked into this lamp, and then it's like, well, he's in the lamp. The genie's trying to kill him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why is this like why is he sucked into this dangerous place? Also, no wonder Dude, the genie's and the excited. Lamp level actually gave me so much grief. Like that part where you're like jumping across like platforms and the genie is like 
is like using his like magic powers to make more platforms appear in front of you died so many times at that it was so frustrating i hated it i fucking hate the genie i hated it and it was very like okay so yeah like that like i hate that level so much and in particular that part if you never played this game there's a part where you're controlling aladdin you're in the genie's lamp and you have to go across this like giant hole and you have to jump from like eight or nine or whatever fucking platforms that the genie's kind of creating in front of you as you're jumping like he's trying to give you like a path to jump across but what really irritates me Sure, the the concept of it is fine, but what really irritates me about it is that like sometimes you go through and it's all the same platform the whole way through, so you get the physics of the jump down, and you're like, all right, I just have to nail eight or nine of these and I'm out. But then other times you fucking go through and it's like, oh no, there's eight or or fucking three or four various versions of these platforms, and you have no idea which one's coming next, and they all handle different, and you have to land in different places, and sometimes you can't tell where the fuck you're supposed to land. I was like, for a game that's incredibly easy and clearly marketed toward children and very short this is incredibly frustrating i died more times at that part of that level than in the rest of the game combined thank god it wasn't just me because like i watched like i i was actually watching like a playthrough of it on youtube this morning just to refresh my memory and like the dude who did it just nailed it in one shot and i'm like oh my god am i stupid is that what's happening is like am i bad at video games no no but like listen it's like no no this dude just has this memorized yeah well and part of the thing about let's plays is that and i don't do this you should check out my let's play series adam sucks at video games at youtube.com slash remember the game uh there it is uh but what what a lot of people do, I think, too, for those types of videos is they fucking they record themselves. And if they say he died 10 times before he nailed that segment, he just cuts out the one time where he nails it. And that's the fucking clip that you see. Do you know what I mean? So like then yeah, they look like yeah. a fucking expert and it's like, no, no, give us the bloop. Like what, when you watch my Let's Plays fucking I almost <laughs> you <laughs> you could watch some of my Let's Plays and swear that I cut out the parts where I did well. And just leave all the fucking <laughs> bad parts, like because I die so many times. I watched your. Uh, I definitely did watch your uh, Super Mario World Let's Play, Ugh. and yeah, some of <laughs> some of those special levels were rough. But like, also, I like I 100 percent of that game twice over the summer. Yeah, those are hard levels. Yeah, man, platforming. Like, I love platformers, but they can be incredibly difficult. And what irritates me about this game, and it's not just the genie level. There's a couple other instances in this game where this happens too. Um, I, like, I did not fire up Aladdin expecting fucking Super Mario World. Do you know what I mean? Or Rayman or, or something. Like, I did not expect a top echelon quality platformer. I just expected it to be childish, probably fairly easy, and hopefully fun. And my biggest complaint about this, and frankly about any platformer, like, what drives me the most crazy about platformers is when it's inconsistent. Whether it's inconsistent in the way you jump, inconsistent in the way he floats or he lands or what you can land on. And that was something that irritated me a little bit about this game as well. Was there are certain aspects where I was like, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to, like what, what is like what's background and what stuff that I can play with. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. There's no like real like distinction between what is like what you can interact with and what's decoration yeah and they like because i'll be honest with you man like to me probably the biggest uh strength of this video game is that like it looks and i and i understand the sega version looks better i know 
But like, especially for a Super Nintendo, like you guys have heard me say this on the show before, the highest praise that I can pay a Super Nintendo game as a Super Nintendo super fan is that this game looks like a Genesis game. And I look at the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin and I'm like, if I just saw a clip and you were like, was that a Super Nintendo game or was that a Genesis game? My first instinct would be to say that it's a Genesis game because I think this game looks fantastic i think it looks really really good frankly i think they spent more time on the graphics than they did on the gameplay of it <laughs> yeah and you know what I, I think this game holds up really well i do like, too yeah i do too but as somebody who had never played it until last week like the game still like it's still fun it's not like and here's the thing it's short yes but i like that about it because the game knows what it is i hate so much when a game goes on like seventy five percent longer than it has to. Me too. Yeah, I I respect a game that respects my time, so I I agree yeah. with that. Now the like, <clears throat> one of the things about this game is like, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's easy for us to say this now as adults in our mid thirties with schedules where we're like, oh fucking right, a five hour video game that listen, quite frankly, neither of us paid a dime for. I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah, That's fucking no. rad. When, when I was, no, we both definitely played this illegally. Yes, uh, not yes. Uh, <clears throat> um, <laughs> but, but like when you were a kid, like if this had been your big Christmas present, like you know, a lot of kids got like one new video game for Christmas, and like if this had been your big Christmas present, and you're like, oh god, I love this movie, I can't wait to play this game, and then you beat it by the end of Boxing Day. You would, you know what I mean? And your parents paid 80 bucks for it back in 1993, which is like fucking $700 now. Like I, I could see how you'd be like, what, what the fuck? Cause I used to run into that with some games. And admittedly I was doing the let's play of this game and uh, I had no intention of covering this game on the podcast. Originally I was just doing the let's play of it. And then I beat it. I was like, holy fuck. Is that what? Like, that's it. And it, it, it was, it's like, I don't think it's too short now if they released, and I know that they just re-released the Disney collection, If but just say that that had never existed. And they released this game as like a, a an indie downloadable title and it had been like 10 to 15 bucks. I would have been like, that was totally worth 10 to $15. I think I would have oh, been absolutely. a little chap. Right. But I think if I had paid full price for it back in the day, I would have been a little bit, I would have been but a little bit. same time. Back in the day, we weren't as good as, at video games, so this you, we wouldn't have beaten this by Boxing Day. Like this would have taken us maybe a month, maybe two to get through. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might be right. I, well, I don't know though. Like I get what you're saying, but I do. I also feel like there's some games that I'm better at, or I was better at then than I am now. You know what I mean? Like it's. I feel like in some ways I've gotten way better at video games, but in some ways, like the the fucking senile old man in me that's slowly losing his vision and his hair. Like my reflexes have slowed down a little bit, but I agree with you. Yeah. Like it. Plus the other thing is like, if you had gotten this game for Christmas or whatever, when you were a kid, there was collectibles. I don't know about you, but I didn't even worry about trying to get like all those gems or whatever. Oh, I just, God, no. Right. Cause like, I think they were just basically s- scores. Cause there's like, there's one kind of gem that you could pick up uh that was just it was like picking up like a coin in mario like it was nothing but then there were like hidden um there were like collectible like hidden gems things. uh well no there, well, there like were those two yeah there were those two but there was also like 10 i just looked it up because i couldn't remember there was 10 red crystals in each level that would just really give you a lot of points if you found them but i was like i don't oh, really give right. a, i don't really like i looked for them for like the first 90 seconds and i was like i don't care about this like i'm not I don't like this game enough to go looking for every fucking collectible in it or anything. 
Oh, because then the like the genie at the end of the level would like level you up and stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah. So that that was when you found the the scarab or whatever. Well, I was calling it the beetle, that golden beetle. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like if you found him and you collected him, then at the end of the level, then he, which which also made this game so much fucking easier. Uh, you at the end of the level, you got to spin a big wheel, and it was the genie, and it was like wheel of fortune, and you could get like extra lives or extra health or fucking whatever. Um, continues or yeah, and it was like a cool idea, and I was like, oh, that's fun. But again, like the game is just not very hard, so like it didn't really matter at the end of the game. I just it was kind of a neat little. I like that kind of stuff. I love, dude, I, ever since Super Mario Brothers 2 with the slot machines uh, at the end of the, each level where you could try to get extra lives, I've always been a big fan of like little mini games at the end of levels where you can get power-ups or whatever. I don't care if I need the power-ups or not. I don't care how fun they are. Like Super Mario World has the fucking um, the, uh, the tic-tac-toe game when you get 100 stars in the goalposts. And uh, Yoshi, oh, Yoshi's Island actually has phenomenal little mini games if you get you know where you can collect the flowers and then when you beat the level if the roulette wheel stops on a flower you get to go play a mini game um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that kind of stuff so i actually i didn't think that the genie wheel spinning thing was necessary but i also thought it was a nice little touch because i love those types of things at the end of my levels it just it's yeah. a it's a break of the repetition you know what i mean it's just something else to do that's kind and of fun like made the genie a bit more of a character because let's be honest the genie really is what made aladdin a sp- like special without the genie the movies is kind of like a plain whatever kids movie agree 100 so, percent. like they know that that they knew they knew that they had to make it an integral part of the gameplay as well and i thought that was an interesting way to do it yeah i agree the genie i actually yeah i actually it's funny you bring that up because i was actually slightly disappointed excuse me uh and when i say slightly i mean actually very disappointed that the genie didn't play a bigger role in the game like be it fucking that he was like i don't know make him a power up that you could pick up where you're invincible for a few seconds or something or again i think a level where you play as the genie would have been awesome like something with him because you're right he's the star of the show like i love genie and he doesn't really do much in this game considering what a big part of the game or of the movie he is he really does not do much in this fucking game at all no he's like three levels in the middle of the game like those three like lamp levels yeah yeah and quite frankly the, like two or three or something like the, that the, the fucking the like the biggest thing he does in this game is try to kill you in his fucking lamp the fucking yeah. piece well, of shit so fuck that like if i can't help but wonder like if you had never watched the movie and had only played the game what do you think the plot of the movie was? Yeah, right? Because they, like, I mean, and the thing is, is I have to imagine that they're assuming 90 plus percent of the people playing this video game at some point have seen the movie. Like, I assume that that's what they were banking on. Because you're right, they do not do a very good job of uh, explaining the storyline at all. Dude, in the very first level, when you're running through the town, or whatever the fuck it is, the sh- the the village, the market, whatever. Uh, at the end of the level, you fight that big fat guy, and the big fat yeah. guy has is that princess? Uh, um, what's her name? Jasmine. Is that uh, the name the of the big princess? Fat guy at the end of the first level, like there's there's a scene where Jasmine like takes an apple from a vendor, and like the guy almost cuts her hand off, oh. and then Aladdin steps in and is like, "Oh, this is my sister. Sorry about that." 
so like they made minor characters like that suddenly like in like boss fights. Okay. So see, cause that makes, again, I haven't seen this movie fucking forever. So that makes sense. And that's actually a really good tie in to make a boss. I'm totally on board with all of that, but it's funny when I was doing the, the play of it, I was like, Oh, is this, so we're going to fight the fat wife beating guy. Cause I thought he was like beating his <laughs> wife. And I was like, yeah, that's, I would totally fight him. Fuck this guy. Uh, and then I realized, like, oh, that's the princess. Like, oh, okay. I did not know that. I was like, what the fuck is she doing slumming down here in the market with us? But that wakes me more. Okay, that, all right. Now I get it. That makes sense. Um, uh, the w- one thing that this game does that I actually do really like, that I actually kind of miss in games, even though they're, it's not uh, necessary anymore, is it has a password system. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I actually kind of missed the passwords. Like, it seemed like an elegant solution for games at the time. Like, obviously, we don't need the passwords anymore. So, like, they're not going to make games with the password system. But at the time, I was surprised that it wasn't utilized more. Like, there were so many side-scroller games where you would game over and then that was it. They gave you no opportunity to pick up from where you were. Whereas the pa- because like they had limited memory. Whereas the password system was like, okay, you enter these, like in this case, it's like, okay, you enter like genie, Jasmine, Aladdin, monkey. And then that's going to, then you get to go to like the third level or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I, all, I, I mostly agree. Cause I have a soft spot. I think most retro gamers have at least some form of a soft spot for passwords. Cause they're always, you know, it was, there was always a great feeling about getting that, like scribbling them down or like if you, you ever rent a game that actually came with the instruction manual and at the back of the manual, someone had written a whole bunch of passwords and you're like, Oh fuck, I got to try these to see what they do. I'm, I'm a fan of the password system in principle and actually Aladdin's is incredibly good because it's not very deep or complicated. I <laughs> fuck video games with like 25 digit passwords where if you, and you, maybe you accidentally wrote one letter down wrong. And you have no fucking idea which one, and now you're completely screwed. Do you know what I mean? Like I like di- yeah. I like I like password systems when they're done like Aladdin's, where it's like, hey, this is baby's first password. You have to enter four characters, and you're fucking yeah. done. Like, and the funniest thing about it is that you don't really even need the passwords because the game is not really all that difficult. But I, I no, you can get through, and like like you or I could get through in a single afternoon. Easy, yeah. But I I also like. And I try to remember this sometimes because I think back to like one of my favorite games on the NES is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, And it's like it's brutally easy as well. But I also have to keep in mind that like these games are targeted toward a particular demographic, especially when they come out where like you're not going to make Aladdin for the Super Nintendo fucking Dark Souls level difficulty and then sell it to little Jimmy and then have all these parents complaining that their kid can't get past the first level of Aladdin. Although there are other games that fucking did that. So, like, look at Ninja Turtles. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Because the original Ninja <laughs> Turtles the original Ninja Turtles was marketed toward children, too. That game's fucking impossible. So maybe I'm talking out it's of my ass. It's still impossible. It's still impossible. I, I don't fuck with that game. It's on my bucket list. I want to beat that game so bad. I don't care if I need save states, walkthroughs, cheat codes. I'm going to beat that fucking game someday. Just for the Here's sake the of beating it. I was totally going into this game through Aladdin as expecting to need to use, like, save states the whole way through. And I didn't. Right, me too, because this is the other thing. Have you played... I have not played Lion King, have you? Yes, and that is a very difficult game. Right, so like Aladdin and the Lion King are always going to be attached to the hip. Like, they sell them so now like, as like a remaster. Do you know why they made Lion King so difficult, though? No. Is because at the time, uh, Nintendo and Blockbuster were having a bit of a tiff. And so Nintendo was like, why would kids go buy our game 
when they can go to Blockbuster, beat it in a weekend, and then never touch it again. So what they did is they threw in a few levels that were extra hard just so an average kid wouldn't be able to beat the game in a weekend. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like, it's a smart idea, but, like, it made, like, some unplayable games in retrospect. Yeah, like, I've, dude, so many people have asked me to do Lion King, and I'm like, I don't fucking, I'm kind of scared of Lion King. I'm like, I don't think I want to fucking play this game, because I know, like, I'm, I'm, it's different when I was a kid, and I, I played, most of my video games I played were in my basement with unfinished walls that were just bare concrete, where I could whip shit at them, and it wouldn't hurt anything. Whereas, like, now I live in a house that I have to pay for, and all the walls are drywalled, and I don't need games that'll make me angry enough and to throw my controllers at them anymore. And Lion King, like, terrifies me. And I was kind of expecting that with Aladdin. Like, I went into it being like, all right, well, I get, like, I'm going to probably get mad. And then I was like, oh, this is like, this is like baby's first plat. It's not, other than that stupid lamp and the desert pyramid level. Uh, surprisingly not difficult. So it's odd to me that they made one so simple and one so difficult that are so similar or so attached to each other. But that, that explanation makes complete sense. I guess that's why. I didn't know that. Fuck. Um, also, another thing I love about this game, actually, maybe my favorite thing about this game is Abu. Uh, oh, yeah. Abu is the best. Yeah. Considering he doesn't really ever do anything in the game, uh, isn't there a level where you play as him? I want to say there is. Maybe there's not. Uh, he he kind of follows you throughout the whole game. Yeah, he follows you around, but you don't actually control him, really. No. Uh, which is another thing that, like, I'm shocked they didn't make segments where you got to control Abu, and you could maybe make him, like, climb stuff and things. That would have been awesome. Uh, dude, he is fucking hilarious in this game. Like, all of his little, like, just, like, the way that he's always hanging out in the background and his animations and his facial expressions and stuff. Uh, he's fucking awesome in this game. I think he steals... Frankly, I think he's the genie of this game. Like, he steals the game for me. I don't know about you, but I would be, like, really on board if they made, like, a big... Like, if they made another Aladdin game and did it right. I mean, I guess the real challenge there is you you couldn't have Robin Williams back. No, but I mean, I guess you could make it off of, like, off of the new movie with Will Smith. As a, I never like saw that movie. Or even do Dan Castellaneta because he voiced the Latin or he voiced the genie in the second one because Disney fucked him because Disney fucked over Robin Williams because Robin Williams did the original Aladdin for scale. He did it just because he wanted to do the movie, but his deal was like, look, don't use the fact that I'm in this movie to market this movie. Like he had a whole like agreement. Like he's like, my character can't be more than like 25 percent of like the whole poster size. Like, don't push the fact that I'm in this movie. I did this movie for cheap because I wanted to do this movie. And then, of course, uh, you know, Disney turned around and they're like, look at who we have in this movie. It's Robin Williams. And so Robin Williams is pissed. So he didn't do the second one. So they brought in Dan Castellaneta, most famous for voicing Homer. Oh, wow. The second one. And then Robin Williams came back and did the third one. He's like, all right, but fuck you guys. You're going to pay me. Oh, I didn't know. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And maybe some of you are screaming at your fucking headphones or your car radios or whatever right now. I didn't even know there was a second or a third movie. Really? <laughs> I had no, I had no I'm they not were, a movie like, guy. They, weren't, they didn't make it to theaters. They were direct to video oh, movies. There it is. There. I was literally just about to ask, were they just fucking home videos? So then, so that's probably why there's, I assume there's not an Aladdin 2 video game. No. Yeah. Because, uh, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> fuck. I hope not. If it was a straight-to-home... You know what? 
Return of Jafar was actually pretty sick. Uh, I, 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 don't, I fucking, I'm, I'm lukewarm on Aladdin. Outside of Robin Williams, like, yeah, it's so funny that I didn't know. Sorry, guys, we'll get back to the game in a minute. But it's so funny to me. I had no idea about any of that. But it's funny because even during like while I was playing it, I was like, the genie. As soon as I see the genie's face. All I think of is Robin Williams. And every time I think of Robin Williams, I just smile because like for my money, he's like one of the most charming people in the history of the universe. And it's okay, like so like this is this movie has like so much nostalgia. This is the first movie I ever saw in theaters. This is I remember my grandparents, we took the train to city center and we w- went to see Aladdin and I was this was the funniest thing I like I was 5 or something at this point. Up until that moment, this was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a, it's, fuck, it's so crazy to because like Aladdin himself kind of feels like the, like he's the character I care about the least. Like I like Abu, I like the monkey, I like Jafar. Dude, what's the I name? I love of, Jafar. Um, like yeah, I, I like like I I like all the other characters so much more than I like fucking fun, Abu or than I like Aladdin. Fun fact, fun fact about Jafar. Uh, so they actually last year made a Broadway play of this movie. Uh, and I don't, I think it was actually, it, it was before that. Okay. Uh, it wasn't last year, but since last year, the dude who voiced Jafar in the movie has been playing Jafar on Broadway. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so this dude, like, I don't, I, I can't remember. It's Jonathan something. I don't remember the guy's full name, but like, he's not particularly well known for anything outside of this. But he was just like, I want to be Jafar. Why not? I am Jafar. Yeah, he sounds like it's. It sounds like he's been horribly typecast, like so much so that they're like, even in real life, you have to play the cartoon character that you play. It's like like you that's can only play Jafar. We're just gonna change your name legally, sir. You are officially Jafar now. Can you grow the I mustache? Think it might be Jonathan Freeman or something like that. No, it's Jafar. That's his name. If I knew yeah. him, that's all I would call him. <laughs> Um, he has d- to legally change it to Jafar. Dude, I'm looking at the box art to this game right now, and you know what's funny is on the box art, Aladdin is holding a giant sword. Like this sword takes up 10% of the whole like real estate of the box art, and he never uses a sword in this fucking game. Not once. No, but he does use a sword in the Genesis version. What the fuck? Fuck you. Yeah. You, you could do more than throw apples in the Genesis version. I, which I, 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 we, we, we do have to stop, stop calling it like the Genesis versus the SNES version because they're two different games. Right. Like, but, developed by different people. I'm so fucking... Like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Like, I'm going to fucking play this goddamn... For all of you, this goes to you, Mark McHugh. This goes to fucking little Billy listening to this show right now in his dad's car. He's afraid to say anything. And this goes to everybody else listening to this podcast right now. When I play the Genesis version of this game, it had better suck my dick while I'm playing it. Like, it had better be one of the best video games ever made. Because I thought that the Super Nintendo version, for all intents and purposes, was fine for what it was. And Every, I have not met one fucking person who's like, oh, the Super Nintendo version is so much better than the Genesis version. So when I fire up this Genesis version of this game, it had better be special. Because if it is not, you guys, if this game is not what all of you have made it out to be, and all of you have been like, just play the Genesis version, if it sucks, I am going to come on this show, and I'm going to make Echo the Dolphin look like the Pope. I'm going to be so fucking <laughs> angry about this, because like it had better be good. And I'm not yelling at you, I'm yelling at everybody, because I just keep you know hearing what? about Honestly, this fucking game. The Genesis version is fine. 
Like, I think it's better, but only a little. Like, the game is still what it is. I just, I, you can't post about this game without someone being like, play the the Genesis one, the Genesis. And I'm like, all right, I'll play your goddamn Genesis version. And it better fucking rock my world. Because I. Money says that that's the first comment. When you post this episode, the first comment is going to be like, whoa, why did you play the Genesis Oh, it's coming. And you know why I haven't played? You know what? I'll just be completely honest with you guys. You guys like transparency on the show. You know I never bullshit you. You know why I haven't played the Genesis version? Because I haven't figured out how to hack my Sega Genesis Classic yet. That's why. Whereas I was able to figure out how to hack my Super Nintendo version. Or my Super Nintendo Classic. That's why I haven't played the Genesis version. So, fuck you. That's why, all right? I'm so The fuck- Genesis version is actually for sale on the Nintendo Switch. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they released that, that compilation with it and Lion King. Okay, but that's... Okay, so it, is that... I was going to ask that. Like, are they the Genesis versions of those games? It's the Genesis version, yeah. I wonder why they... I wonder if it was cheaper to get a hold of or if they were just like, well, if we release the Super Nintendo version, we'll get 3,000 well, people Nintendo yelling at us. Is, the Super Nintendo version is Capcom. So I imagine that they like I think they keep their cards pretty close to their chest. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, it's not like Capcom ever fucking sells collections of their old games, Mega Man and Resident Evil that I've bought two thousand times fucking each. Uh. That said, though, I don't think that like again, like the the Genesis version is more popular. There's more of a demand for it. Yeah, that's probably even what though it is. like it's better, but like only by a little bit. They're both fine. You know what? I guarantee you there are people yelling at it right now being like, Mark, you're crazy. It's so much better. Like, fuck. I just, as like, to, ah, I'm almost tempted to delete this recording and be like, we're never doing this fucking episode just so that I don't have to listen to all the, uh, and and you know what really, you know what I've just realized, Mark, is the fact that I just spent two minutes saying how everyone's going to message me saying I should play the Genesis version. I know our community, there's at least a dozen of you fuckers that are going to be messaging me now just out of spite and saying it. Even if you've never played it, you'll be saying it just to spite me. And you know what? You're all blocked. You're all banned forever. You're all banned. I'm, how the fuck did I get so angry on an episode about a childish Super Nintendo game based on a treasured classic cartoon movie? And I'm not even angry not about so the game. Angry. I'm not yeah, even I angry. Say, like, you like this game. I know. And now I'm mad about another version of the game that I've never played. How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> fuck me. So angry. Anyway. Ugh. Um, none of that was fake. I just... It, fuck, I just... Ugh. Anyway, so yeah. So there's like five levels. You fucking... Uh, you go through... A, I don't even remember all the levels. You go through a village. You go to a, the genie's lamp at one point. You're in a pyramid, which never happened. And the pyramid... Actually, I, I actually really liked that level. Aside from... I found the jumping onto platform... Excuse me. I found the jumping onto platforms where the sand is falling down to be frustrating. Not hard, just inconsistent and frustrating. I really like the Cave of Wonders level. I think that that was... Like, the Genesis version has, like, a very similar take on the Cave of Wonders. And I like it in both of them. Yeah, I like that. I like that level, too. It's very satisfying to, like, escape this exploding, like, scenery. Yeah, I like that, too. I actually wish that it was more of the segments where you're riding on the, uh, on the magic carpet. I actually really enjoy those segments. And I was like, I would have preferred... See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, because I really like those segments. I actually really like the magic carpet. I like that he kind of has, like, his own character. I think that's rad. 
Um, but there's a couple of scenes, yeah, where you're on like these getaways things where you're on the magic carpet and you're, it's like automatic side scrolling and you're just trying to steer them through the, through the dungeon. And I'm like, I'm flo- like, again, that's what I was saying with the genie's lamp is I'm like, you couldn't have just spite or sprite swapped out the carpet for the genie and had me control the genie through his, la- I, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, that just would have made more sense, but whatever. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I just, cause yeah, I, I agree with you. I actually thought that those, uh, are some of the more satisfying parts of the game are the parts where you're riding the carpet through the sides and and it's a little bit harder as well um which i also like i like it to get it i like it getting a little bit more difficult but that's yeah just, anyway yeah and i kind of like I, I i also really liked the final boss like i think that that was a cool take on the jafar character so oh yeah okay so because i like that too are you talking where he turns into the giant snake yeah, I thought that, like, I visually, I thought that was fucking awesome. Like, so, I guess if you've never seen Aladdin, or you don't know, like, so the bad guy, Jafar, uh, basically, and Mark, you could probably explain this better than me, but he, like, he, like, steals the genie? Like, steals the lamp? Question mark? Yeah. Is that how he gets control of the, because he has control of the genie at one point, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's how he gets them, is he steals it from Aladdin or whatever. And then he's using those powers, and he turns himself, at yeah, the final boss, he turns himself into this giant python snake, and you're basically standing on his body, fighting his head. And I agree with you that, like, it was really dope, it looked awesome, I I, I thought it was an incredibly clever, um, like, way to do the final boss fight. But one... Pro- it was fun, it was the most important thing is that it was really fun. It was fun, but I also like I don't know if you found this or not, but like um it fucking chugged. Like did you not find it like I found it at some points it was like my SNES I was playing it on my SNES Classic and it was like barely moving. Like I'm thinking like fucking uh Ninja Turtles on really the ex- I'm I'm thinking like Ninja Turtles on the NES slowdown. At some points, like it was like I didn't experience slowdown that bad. It was like I did like lose a few frames here and there. I don't think I had ex- slowdown that bad. Oh, it was like I actually died on that boss once because it was so slow that I was like I can't do anything. Like I was like I couldn't believe. And like I understand that there are the odd level, the odd game, whatever that pushes the SNES to its limit. But I just like having played through this whole game and having it run flawlessly. I was like I was I was really shocked that like. Because again, we go back to like, I, although I found the art style somewhat confusing as far as like what I could interact with and what I couldn't, I thought it was a really good looking game. And I was floored that like, this is what's going to cause it to slow down is this giant snake. Like I could get on the magic carpet, fly past these gorgeous backgrounds with lava exploding behind me and shit falling around me. And that's fine. But this giant snake is slowing it down when the screen is stationed. It's not even moving. That real like I I agree with you. I'm not trying to shit on that boss fight because I actually thought uh, that was an incredibly awesome final boss. I just it was really really chugging on my console and it surprised me very much. But I but I do I, I like the boss. I did I experienced frame drops for sure, but like not anything like that. Oh, it was fucking really bad. Um, but I agree with you. And like, dude, I've been very critical of some final bosses uh, over the years on this podcast because like. To me, a final boss can make or break a video game, and there's nothing worse to me than a really shitty final boss fight where basically the, like the boss doesn't do anything clever. He's just a bullet sponge, and you just have to fucking wail on him for 15 minutes without dying. Like I hate that. 
Uh, but in this case, oh, like yeah. you took something like you basically, you know, I, I, I knew how to deal with it because of the jumping mechanics and stuff like that. The boss looked cool. I know exactly who he is. I it was very easy to figure out how to hurt him. Um, and then it was just a matter of skill, like of just knowing the mechanics, knowing the patterns and, and beating him. And I, yeah, like that's a perfect boss fight to me. I really, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I actually really enjoyed that, that boss fight other than the fact that it almost broke my Nintendo. I really liked that boss fight. <laughs> and I actually, another thing I really liked, Mark, as stupid as it is, is the part where you're on the magic carpet with Jasmine and there's no bad guys. There's nothing that can hurt you. It's just playing that I can show you the world song and you're just flying it's around. Like the one, it's like one of two songs they were able to get for this movie, for this game. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed that. Like just flying along, picking up crystals putting the moves on this princess i look like a pimp i was like i i i i know some people are gonna be like well, that's kind of a wimpy segment of the game but i actually thought it was i thought it was really no, I fun i kind of liked it too i thought it was sweet i thought it was like especially if you're a fan of the movie you'd be like oh it's like that part in the movie cool yeah like i, I thought it was cool that they took the time to put that in i thought that was a really cool uh really cool touch um i don't know i yeah i don't know what else to say it's uh it's really good looking. Abu is the star. It's incredibly easy. And, it's uh, fun. Most importantly, it's fun. You know what? <clears throat> I It's as stupid. Maybe that sounds kind of cheesy, uh, but I, I wholeheartedly agree. To me, that's like, that's what I took away from it was like, and I, and I literally, I feel like sometimes all of us forget to do this with our video games. Like when you're done playing a video game and you turn the system off, you put your controller down, like, did you enjoy yourself? Like, was it just a chore or was it fun? And like, considering the only reason I even played this game was because it won our Patreon poll for a Let's Play video, I I enjoyed it so much. And I finished it and I put the controller down and I was like, yeah, fucking rights. Like, that was just a, that was a fun experience. I don't know if I'll ever play it again, but that was a fun... Oh, I get, like, I don't think I'll ever play this game again, but I enjoyed it. Me too. Like, I, I just, yeah, I it was, that's really all it was. And, like, if I had gotten it as a kid, I probably would have played the fuck out of it. And I would have found every crystal and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't get it as a kid. And I didn't get the Genesis version either, so shut the fuck up. I did not get your goddamn Genesis <laughs> version. Dude, I'm on the... Okay, we're going to wrap this up and score it in a minute. But I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. And uh, here's a quote. Shinji, Shinji Mikami... The game's designer, the guy, who, the guy who designed it, yeah, yeah, said that if he had not made the SNES game, he quote would probably buy quote the Virgin game because it has a sword and better animation, which is the Genesis version. So even the goddamn designer of the Super Nintendo game is like, yeah, I'd probably play the Genesis one. Fuck, fuck everybody. Fuck, I gotta play that I mean, fucking he's game. Not wrong. Oh, fuck. I swear to God. I swear I will end this fucking podcast if I play that Genesis version and it sucks. If this is just... I feel like this is one giant joke that every one of you fuckers is in on and it sucks and you're like, let's all just convince Adam to play it so we can all have a good laugh at him and he gets mad at this crappy game. If that's what you guys are all fucking doing, I will end this show and I will move to Antarctica and never play video games again. I swear... Well, I'm not going to swear to God because I'm actually going to do that. But I'm... Fuck you guys, man. It better be good. You think you could just move to Antarctica on a whim? Yeah, why not? I don't know. You think they have like... <laughs> what are the fucking... Who's security there? The penguins? Like, what the fuck are they... What the fuck are they going to do? I live in Canada. I'll bring two of our polar bears and we'll fucking <laughs> break in that way. Um, Mark, before, before we score this bad boy and move on, have you got any closing thoughts on Aladdin for the Super Nintendo? Not really. It's, uh, it was fine. It did what it had to do. But, like, again, not making any top 10 of all 
all-time list. No, I dude, I can't think of a single top ten list that this. Maybe the top ten Aladdin games. Maybe then like, it makes maybe a list. Maybe like top ten like movie licensed games. Yeah, that'd be a hard. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I feel like cracking the top ten in that list would be surprisingly easy because most of them suck. But you're right. Maybe yeah. it might be near the bottom. Yeah, I might make that list. Um. Okay. How the fuck are we gonna score this thing? You know what? There's uh there's seven levels, so that's the fucking that's the that's the scoring thing. So on a scale of one to seven, what would you give Aladdin the apparently subpar SNES version from Capcom? I'd say four and a half, maybe four, maybe four and three quarters. Hmm. All right. Um. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'll go five. I'll go. I was like, it was. I don't know. It's fine. I was like, I've, I've killed an afternoon. Kind of made me want to watch the cartoon movie again for the first time in thirty years. Um, you, should. you should go back. It's absolutely great. Yeah, I'd like to watch that. You know, one thing I will say is like, not to to end this episode on a sad note, but this the episode or this game made me miss Robin Williams. Dude, like, everything makes me miss Robin Williams. Right? Fuck me. God, I miss Robin Williams. Um, but shout out to Robin Williams for being a legend. Shout out to Abu for being the coolest monkey ever. Uh, oh, dude, quickly, before we end this, what's the name of the red bird that Gilbert Gottfried voiced? Yago. Yago. Shout out to Yago because I think he's fucking hilarious and he should have had his own <laughs> series. Um, and thumbs- like he was pretty, he was in the, like, the cartoon series a lot. Yeah, he was. I remember that. Uh, I love him. So shout out to all them, but thumbs down to the genie's lamp that sucks and thumbs down to the Genesis version that I've never played. So, uh, That's fair. Yeah, good stuff, man. Thank you very much for doing this, and thanks for playing Aladdin on your Super Nintendo in a totally non-illegal form. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Mark McHugh, fucking good talking to you, buddy. Thank you so much for giving me a call and talking about Aladdin. Uh, If you guys enjoyed what we do here, I got to do it one more time. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's $2. I know a lot of you are probably listening to this and you're in the same boat I am with other podcasts where you're like, yeah, I would probably give them two bucks, but eh, I'm not doing all that work. Please, It's not that much work. And you get so many things. You get extra podcasts, early access to podcasts, a shout out, the ability to pick games. You can come hang out. Dude, our Discord, which is like a giant MSN messenger split into a whole bunch of categories in the community. I'm in there all the time. It's a lot of fun. You get access to that when you sign up. And that $2 helps me and the show so, so much. So please consider it if you're enjoying what we do. Uh, also we have a PO box. You guys, I, I plug it every week. You can find the address at remember the but the address is remember the game PO box six, nine, one, eight, one Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T six V one G seven. Just, I love a postcard or a letter, something telling me where you're listening and all I have. Remember the game postcards here. I'll shoot you one back and we will be friends. Okay. And then finally check me out on Twitch. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights. Uh, you can find it. Look for member the game over at twitch.tv, not re- member just go to twitch.tv and then there's a big search window just search for member the game you can follow me 
me. It's free. It'll tell you whatever I'm on. Chat with me. I chat back. We play video games. It's a lot of fun. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And that'll do it for episode 127 of Remember the Game, you guys. I'll be back Friday afternoon, not Friday morning this week, with Game Patch 17.0. It'll be a few hours late so I can break down the game awards. I'll be back on Sunday with Expansion Pass. Uh, where the topic is to be determined right now because the poll is currently running. And I'll be back in seven days with episode 128 of Remember the Game. In the meantime, clean your controllers, wash your hands, stay safe, look out for giant hornets, don't play Echo the Dolphin or apparently the Lion King because it's even more hard. And uh, I'll talk to you guys all again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I just could not produce three podcasts a week, plus the streams, plus all that other crap, without your support. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has supported us for at least $2 at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So a huge shout out to Raging Demon, Mr. Satan, Freddie Bovenkirk, Nathan Combs, Pat Duddy, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam O'Sharello, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Andre or pardon me, yeah, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, April Zane, Arpad Bodos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Badar Barhumi, Ben Buya, Ben Busha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandicoot, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Danny Vega, Dario Oman, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Desert Tortoise, Divog, Duhau, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Doxer, Dylan, Eric Canard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C., Geek Life Radio, Grant Robinson, Robertson, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Clark, Jared, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskus, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Cryptobox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Wine and Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Mark Greenwood, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Michael Mathis, Michael Hag, Mike Malawaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Wolverine Films, Nathan Tromblay, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No One Cares, OG Big Titus, PB McFadden, Peebs, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Starl Prabin, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, The Giraffe, The T Word, They Call Me Badger, Thomas D. Reynolds, Tim L, Tim Riel, Todd, Tom, Tony, Tony, oh, I have two Tonys now, Tim, Todd, Tom, Tony, Tony Shirachetti, Travis, Trevor Hillier, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, Whiteboro, Wyman Brooks, Xwater, Yamcha, Zane Donovan. Fuck, that's hard. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I didn't fuck up too many of your names, and I'll talk to you all again soon. You guys are the best. Cheers. Cheers.